0: Welcome to another episode of the Zay Play podcast. Y'all already know what I'm about to say. This is a disclaimer. Any and everything said on here is not real. These are opinions, ideas used to help and provoke discourse. And if you don't like what I got to say, don't listen. All right jumping into this week's pretty chill week, pretty slow week. Um mostly uh, a lot of music going on. You know, there's some shenanigans, John Moran and all that. We don't really dig into too much of that cuz I don't care. Um did a little bit on some praxology. Uh talked a little bit about love, you know me. And yeah, that's that is that Hope y'all enjoy. Subscribe and follow, you know, Zayplay on all platforms. And uh, be easy, team. Hope you guys enjoy. Okay, what a week for sports this week, man. We got our final setup. Um, Let's start off with the shout-out to Jason Tatum. 51 points. Put them Philly boys... Back in the relegation, man. Oh, Embiid. Looking weak. Um, pff. Heat about to get smacked. And if the Celtics lose to the Heat again, that's embarrassing. Lakers versus Nuggets. I want the Lakers to win, but Nuggets not going to make it an easy series. The Joker is the Joker. And Murray, that's not a weak guy either. He was born to play. So, they're going to have to really uh, buckle down and see how that series goes. Um, Let's go Heat and Boston. I'm going to go with... Five games, Boston. I think Denver Nuggets is going to go six games, Denver. And if the Lakers win, it will be in seven games. For the Heat to beat the Celtics, they got to go seven games. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what's going on in the playoffs right now. Other things I'm watching. Uh, started a show called The Citadel. Um, a million little things, which might go into a deeper dive at the end of the season. I'm um, trying to do Married at First Sight, seeing if that's a good uh, good branch to go to. Couples Therapy still going. Um, and I got One Piece, Demon Slayer, Blue Lock, Hell's Paradise on the anime side. Kingdom, um, there's one more. Oh, Succession, great episode this week as well. And... Silo. That's what I'm watching today. So all good things to watch. Definitely some shows that I would check out. Anything that's too crazy, I'll double down on. But a million little things, man. And this is not a spoiler. But that first season is a doozy, bro. And he was cheating. Stop. People didn't know about this boy John's life. Secretary though. His secretary though. Not a joke. But uh Yeah, that's uh that's basically gonna do it for me. Um on uh TV and sports. Uh it's been kind of a slow week, not gonna lie, guys. Been kind of in a haze, haven't really been as motivated, been one of those stumbling weeks. I don't know if it's like that for you at the beginning of summer, but I'm going to try to buckle down, still get my finances in order, still working out. You know, hopefully you guys are doing the same. I know just life kind of seems like going through the motions right now. We're just now getting out of uh, the, the COVID scare. So first time outside, hopefully it stays lively. So stay with it, peeps and uh, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Let's go with music. We got... Well, first up and foremost, I'm just going to tell you right now, Artist of the Week and Music of the Week is going to be Russ. Chomp 2.5 came out. Every song on there is pretty good. Every song on there has bars. Every song on there has amazing production because he sampled probably the top... At least five of the top ten producers in hip-hop. So, yeah, now you got to put some respect on his name. Your ben had to do that with Chomp Chomp 2. Chop 2.5 is just awesome. No features either. And he did awesome. So yeah, Russ is officially a problem. Officially. So yeah, all these weak dudes putting out that weak rap, you need to stop. Reconsider. Um, NBA Youngboy back again. Um, not really didn't listen to his album. I don't listen to NBA Youngboy, but he uh he did his thing, I guess. Um Put out his album. Uh, Lil Dirk didn't compete with him, but Lil Durk just put out his song, Staying in His Lane. Very smart by Lil Durk. I don't, Lil Dirk's not about to play these little kid games, bro. He's going for that Jay-Z like type level. He's not one of those people, man. That's all I'm saying is he's, uh, he's trying to get to them new heights. So I don't think he's going to boil down in this beef with, NBA Young Boy, I think it's smart. Let's not compete because it's kind of like what 50 Cent and versus Kanye. It's getting into those battles. Someone's going to lose their career indefinitely. So, unless you're 100% sure you can win, don't do it. And NBA Young Boy, he streams like crazy. So, it makes sense not to engage him right here and to hit back with a J. Cole song. It just makes sense. But now you got to deal with Benny and Conway who might be putting their albums out on those dates. Notice how everybody stayed away from Conway. The machine stayed. Low-key, you do not want to battle him either. So, um, there's not much else for music that I can tell. I'm looking right now to see some of the songs I've added. And, yeah. I mean, we had a little bit from One Take Timmy. But... Overall, not much going on in the music department this week a little I wanted to hear the little Dirk album but guess not so yeah I'm trying to see what if there's anything I'm looking forward to next week no immediate releases, but I know the end of May it's gonna get hot 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 it's gonna get hot 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 and when it gets hot. That's when the music comes out. So it'll be interesting to see how the industry goes, what develops. Um, what I might do a little later in here is give a white rapper ranking. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But I uh, hope y'all are doing good. Hope y'all enjoyed the music section. Keep, keep me tuned. Keep me posted. And hopefully some, some cool stuff happens in hip-hop. So I've been thinking about a question. Um, It kind of relates to a previous question I thought about, which is, is love an action? And it's more to expand on the other side of that, as I think love is also an experience. Um, To be in love... I mean, to meet the right qualifications, like the love that we hear about in storybooks in, um, like that is painted to us through our culture, that everlasting changes the world, how you see the world kind of love is an experience. And because it is an experience that does not mean it can all like it always lasts forever. Right the love that we experience that changes our like whole view and and up uproots our lives i think is a temporary experience you don't stay locked into that sort of feeling or inception of reality for very long even if like you i mean there might be some people that you can click with forever but i think most people who date and most people who end up like messing around they probably were in love at some point, like that's was their experience. And then something happened to bring them out of it. I think that happens in a lot of cases, right? The love experience is strong, 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 then there is like a break point, a critical moment where someone or something takes one of the other person out of the experience, and that will eventually drag the other person out of it. And it's a sad thing, but I think if we stop evaluating love as something that we should last forever or is expected to last forever, or as this like kind of like an entitlement to it, um, and just realize like, yo, I'm in love right now, and that's a privilege, this isn't going to last forever, and we just dedicate ourselves to enjoying that experience, it might last longer, and it might be easier to come down from. Because right now you're like, you're in the high and then you don't ever expect to come down from it. So yeah, that is just an interesting thought that I was uh, kind of running back to Um, just like our concept of a lot of emotional things is very um, basic. Like in other languages, they have different words for love, which makes sense and like the degrees of it. So I, I just think the English language in general and humans in general have a lot to learn and find out about love and relationships. Because really, if you think about it, I also had this thought too. uh, We're pretty basic as as a species, right? I mean, the men have kind of taken over because we needed to get basic needs into society. And then we progress to facilitate those needs to basically where they're not needs and, and everybody has them accessible. So I was thinking like, well, males are only like a portion of the DNA, right? We only we have an XY chromosome and the Y chromosome is a shorter version of the X chromosome with a little bit of difference on it. That makes us guys basically. This that whole strip of DNA that we're missing that's in girls, I think makes them slightly more complicated and better at handling like non principled basic issues. So as we get further into the physical sciences and we get closer to mastering them, we're going to start transitioning into the emotional sciences. And this is where I think women are going to take the lead in society because they're better suited for it. Just like men were better suited for building the world. I think women will be better suited for nurturing the world. And I think that's (coughs) as a species, that's a place where we're at, right? you could think of the species as kind of like um like a small like a small child in the sense that when we were young, we needed the basics, so we were very vicious, ferocious, developed certain tendencies to survive now that we've settled our environment and created a world where we can operate in, we need to develop different skills and nurture ourselves so I think having a different leader for that would be good um I think it's going to be a rough transition. I think what we think is nurturing isn't exactly what nurturing um, aspires to, right? Um, Nurturing, like when you're tending to a plant, you have to cut off the dead leaves, right? So that's essentially kind of what's happening to the human race right now. Females or women are having a higher selection standard. So they're trimming off all the dead leaves, all of humanity that isn't really uh, working hard or accomplishing anything or bringing anything of value, those guys, you're not going to make it. Sorry. They're not trying to build the world up right now. We're not trying to have families. They're trying to pick the best of the best. They're trimming the plant. And it's a natural occurrence that happens in the human species. If too many guys reach a certain level, then all the women are, are, you know what I mean? Like they're going to date for the best possible. It encourages natural selection. You know what I mean? it it's something probably called cultural selection now but that's a bunch of interspecies politics and all of that and strategy and whatever but definitely uh a little bit more complicated than i thought so yeah just wanted to lay that those thoughts on you I'm definitely going to be coming back with some more but i just think it's a it's kind of like an interesting View to look at the way our species is kind of being guided. I know last week, uh, or the week before that, I touched a little bit on guilt. Now I want to touch a little bit on regret. Regret is an interesting emotion. Um, Here's to here. the best way I can put with dealing with regret would be take it to the chest, bro. You just got to own it. Like if you regret something and you, you wish you didn't do it and you can't if you can fix it, if you can fix it. But if you can't, you got to take that. Keep it pushing. You just have to. There's a uh, regret requires acceptance. That's just what it is. You got to acknowledge that you made a mistake. Acknowledge it. And accept it. And I think that's the best way to deal with regret. I think regret can cause a lot of anger. It can cause depression. If not handled right, you don't get that closure, bro. Regret is not an easy one. But it is an interesting one. I mean, I don't think people regret too many things. I think it's a rare thing to get a true regret... And I think most regrets are hindsight. Like you look back, very very rarely do you do something and then immediately regret it. Those are probably the scariest. But um, regret usually, I think, is formed around actions um, that once taken, there's no going back. And so that, I think, causes regret. Also, I think regret can come when you have a lot of options. Lots of options can can foster feelings of regret as well. And I think uh, it's something that we don't really think about. I think people try to live with no regrets. I don't really think that's possible. It just doesn't, doesn't make any sense. But um, because it, I think regret is mostly hindsight in the first place. So definitely um, think about it. Check it out. Um, check out that feeling. Do some works. Talk, think about any regrets that you may have. And and there's also a scale, like you might regret getting what you ordered at the restaurant, but that's different than regretting going to live with uh, your grandma or something. So, like, I think the more, the bigger impact the choice has on your life, the more likely you are to regret it, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, sounds, sounds, sounds good to me. The philosophy section is going to be long today a little bit because I had a few questions about feminism and the first being, is it a philosophy and how is it used and why is it used and how does that connect to human behavior? So feminism is a philosophy and it tends to be used to um, justify. It's not really to explain. It's used to justify um, like a virtuous stance or it's used to... What was it say? Feminism. Feminism is a belief of the way certain things should be done and interpreted. Um, and to me, that's different than um an explanation. So feminism is a kind of like an ideology slash philosophy that you can believe and it is not necessarily observed compared to a praxology, which is uh an explanation for an observed behavior so it that that one thing is is to kind of highlight that feminism is not a natural um occurring thing it's something that we promote um and more on that the reason why I kind of start with this is because I am talking about a praxology today and that is going to be called something that's been kind of in the upper echelon of things um I'm not even going to say the name of it okay There's a certain praxology that refers to... um, uh, There's a praxology that leans off of evolutionary and natural... um, What would I say? Evolutionary and natural processes is kind of how this praxology is, is based off of. And it tries to explain certain social behaviors... Through evolutionary background and a uh, natural occurring um, how uh, natural occurring instances so what this this and this praxology specifically focuses on like the dating habits of mammals, specifically humans so what makes? A male super attractive, right? And if we want to give a general definition for this, it would be um, a man who contains um, or exhibits attributes on a high level that correlate with important things within the culture. So... It could be a man very good at hunting. It could be a man um, who's really good at reading. If the culture values that, it's going to make that person an attractive person to want to be with. And so I think that's probably the broadest definition you can go with, right? And there's probably like a certain break point. And then, usually, the best way. A lot of these cultural traits that are highly favored are not um, generally considered to be natural. They're usually gained. It's usually a skill um, that you have to learn. Otherwise, it the value of it doesn't seem to be um, as high. There are some things that are exceptionally rare. That you are born with are. Cannot be attained through skill. But most general things. um, That a lot of cultures value. Come from a place of development. Uh, Then there's this idea. uh, I wanted to tackle. This kind of concept of. Being number one or. Being The best option You're only the best option Within certain contexts That allow you to be the best option Now you can expand those contexts um, Almost infinitely To the point where you will never be the best option Or it's impossible to know But if you shrink down context It and you highlight certain things, you can see who matches better with certain things than another person. And so when it comes to being kind of ahead of the game or number one or or the best option, it's almost always contextual. Then there's... Uh, so this kind of praxology to... For for guys, what I what I kind of want uh, to say about it is pull heuristics from it, pull things that are generally true, that make sense, that work in the real world, and just take in the information. You 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 can have information in front of you, but if you're not aware of it, then you will struggle to act. On it Right. So, for example, like an illusion, two people walk into a room, one person had, knows there's an illusion. They're aware that there is an illusion. The other person is not aware. They are given a task to accomplish within a certain amount of time. The other person, knowing that there's an illusion, starts working on the task in the correct way right away. Compared to the person who didn't know there was an illusion He has to take the time to work Find out there's an illusion And then comes back to try to complete the task This This is kind of the instance of where You want to be aware of praxologies Because if you're aware you can operate around them Instead of finding something out And then going uh, to make the adjustment And so within that, I also, it's just a general good idea to have a decent understanding of certain praxologies is is what I'm, I guess the point I'm trying to say. And, um, the kind of the big thing in praxology is correlation isn't causation. So we aren't really aware a hundred percent Why something might be happening Or why a certain behavior is being distributed By a human We can only try to find certain correlations It's due to the complexity of humans But it is an interesting Kind of idea there And then On a kind of a side note Slash tangent What do you think Is a better archetype of man Tony Stark Iron Man or Captain America? And what I mean by that is, would you rather be the cool, suave kind of city guy who's intelligent, um, looks cool, comes through for you in the end always, and is a leader but doesn't seem very eager to lead? Or do you want the guy who stand up, stand out, always on the front lines, Willing to go, uh bright, cheery, somewhat gullible, uh very integritous, you know. And I think I definitely fall into the category of more of an iron iron man slash Tony Stark. But I I, I like to I, I, I would like to wonder what the general population prefers slash is more used to, slash thinks is better just an interesting thought you know what i mean i'm not i'm not 100% sure what uh you know what if 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 it will be super indicative if there'll be a different like a huge um like change in what is it like opinion or if it would be very skewed is what i guess what i'm trying to say a very bias maybe due to certain things but um if you've ever heard there's like uh what is it like five archetypes of men there's like the pirate the the rock star the warrior the scientist and the like like the artisan um and, you, or, and, and the pirate. Pirate is one, too. So. It's, or pirate, warrior, artisan. Pirate, warrior. Anyway, anyway. Different, different archetypes of man um, probably rank up differently when it comes to attraction in general. So I, I'm interested in those studies. I'm interested in just a lot of uh, praxology in general. So hope you guys enjoyed that little tidbit, that little tad bit, wanted to uh, just just run through some of those ideas, kind of challenge um, feminism a little bit in the idea of how how is it practiced? How is it uh, like how are you correctly um, accounting for human behaviors and natural occurring behaviors? And how, how are you, what is the impact that's gonna happen when you try to change those on such a large scale? I think feminism needs to account for that. And it, it, it doesn't in a lot of ways. Because on the surface, like having all the same rights and being able to do all the same things seems very um, practical and logical and even. But hu- humans, when it comes to like different species and stuff, That's not exactly what should be done. And one of these examples is abortion. So feminism uh, seems to advocate that the women should have the choice about what to do with the baby, her body, her choice. Right. But that is not um, that's actually like a little past feminism because it gives the right to the woman. It's not equal there. And uh, like a true feminist would argue, yes, everything should be equal, split down the middle. Everybody should be able to do every girl should be able to do the same thing a man should do. But that can't happen because guys can't have babies. So there has to be a special context for women. And to me, that. uh, Yeah, to me, that kind of it it shows that feminism is kind of a it's more than just equal you know what i'm saying we need ability of equal opportunity not equal outcome and a i i just i think feminism has less to do with the actual practicalities of the world and more about the soft social socialities That women have been trying to erase slash deal with it. it, I don't to me, it just. I I think the United States is a pretty progressive country, and I think guys in general try to be pretty progressive as well. Um, I don't think there's like this malicious intent that feminism seems to be put behind um, patriarchy. You can't. What is? I would say they kind of villainize nature in that sense. They don't think the natural way is is exactly the, the best way to go. But you can't blame men for developing in that natural manner. Like you can say that, no, we're blaming the structure now. But you also have to praise the structure for getting you where you are. So you can, you know what I mean you have to acknowledge that there's a lot of possibilities that could have went wrong, and a majority of the places around the world seem to be going that way, so it's just a very uh it's a touchy topic. I wanted to see uh just explore my thoughts on it a little bit, see what's up but yeah yeah, I uh, think that that's going to do it for the for my thoughts today. And that's gonna wrap up another episode of the Zay Play podcast. Sorry, I you guys can probably hear in some of the episodes some background noise from the people mowing outside my apartment. And yeah, I'm not a not a big baller yet. Still, uh, still in uh, in the trenches a little bit. So, quality wise, we're getting there. But yo, follow me on socials at the Zay Play. Y'all already know. Trying to run it up on there. Um, gonna be doing. Hopefully, coming up here soon. I'm gonna be uh really, really, really pumping up the quality. I'm I'm in a big transition right now. I'm getting ready to move, getting ready to get like my first real setup. So we're gonna be dealing with this for about another year and a half, people. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but there's gonna be cameras coming. There's gonna be events coming. You y'all already know this is a this is a weekly thing, and we're gonna keep it pushing. Okay. Also, you know, if I get the chance, I might start some new podcasts as well. But uh, hope you all enjoyed this week. Hope the team keeps it cool. Go make a play. You know what I'm saying? I recently got back into the good graces uh, of my lady. So I already know, like, it's not easy when it gets hot out, boys. When to smoothing problems out now? Spend the money. You know what I'm saying? But uh hope you all be easy, be well, and enjoy your summer. Prepare, work hard. Okay? Work hard. Or take it easy if you're old. I don't know how many old people listen to this, but if you're old, take it easy. And uh, that's going to do it for me. Isaiah out.